0: I serve cold with the rules and the hops, never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the socks run the south, the cubs run the north, but the bears run the house. Two Chicago sports fans got the ears to the street. Any team make a move, and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E Rock and Big Z. Hey, hey Everybody, welcome back to
1: TCSF. This is episode number six. I am Big Z, as always, and I'm joined by E-Rock. What up, E? What's going on, Z, man? Well, there's a lot of sports
2: going on, and we got to catch up quickly. Well, we finally actually have sports live, and we can actually see something on TV. Oh,
1: yeah. What's
2: up with the Marquee Network? Yeah. You know, last minute, we got Marquee on Comcast we all kind of knew it was happening but you know like I said before I was watching uh, Sox Kings if they weren't coming back now I'm going to watch the Sox in general mm-hmm. but I was definitely getting a little nervous there but uh, I figured last minute we were going to get something right 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 one thing they, they do have on all these live broadcasts artificial noise Damn, some of it's good some of it's bad I'm getting a little bit used to it like when they hit the home
1: run I'm all for it pumping the noise get you know kind of get them hyped up but some of that noise is just it's distracting what do you think
2: I'll tell you what if I was playing on the field and I'm mm-hmm. used to hearing that noise and I'm used to hearing the surge of the crowd, mm-hmm. absolutely. It doesn't bother me. Okay. I like the idea of the cardboard fans. <laughs> I, I think it's cool. <laughs> I think having your face up there, be like, hey, I represent the team. You know, Hey, here's my kid. Here's my dog, whatever it is. The Cubs aren't doing that, though. The Cubs are not doing that.
1: I mean, I would purchase a Steve Bartman one. Oh, don't do that to me!
2: <laughs> don't do that to me! That's terrible. Man. Put him in left field. But, oh <laughs> well, they're they're only kind of doing it, doing it like behind the plate in cer- certain pockets that we're right. actually seeing it. Right. Now, the the one thing is is that it, I I saw, <laughs> I, saw, I saw somebody say, "Well, we're finally uh, we're finally at 2002 uh, video game graphics on our live broadcast." It that's looks, true. That's it it looks like ex- it does look like that. Now, speaking of that, if you watch the Fox broadcast. They actually have the video game fans in there where they kind of like get up and get down and they no move way out. Yeah, it's it that was a little weird. Um, I didn't mind it. Like here, here's my problem. I don't mind a lot of things okay. I don't mind Joe buck. I don't <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I Don't you know, it doesn't affect me. So I mean like that thing I saw people like get outraged about it, but it didn't really affect me. So while we're talking about that Let's uh, run through some Cub stuff real quick sure if there's any doubt Hendricks is absolutely the ace of this team. Oh my God. The first game he yeah. came out, you know, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. I mean, like, he's calm, he's collected, you know. He looks the, like Greg Maddox out he, there. He does. You know, there's no sweat coming off this kid whatsoever. Then you go on to Darvish. I don't know. What's wrong with that kid? Well, you So know, many pitches? You know. There's like 17 different pitches he can throw. That's true. That's true. I mean, it just depends on RM angles. I don't know. I mean, he's got, he's got more pitches in his repertoire than, than Japanese characters that he is, is part of his <laughs> alphabet. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. I think, you know, some of the stuff that he does, it looks like he's trying to imitate the Japanese yeah. alphabet character. You know, yeah, he's yeah. just, uh, you know, move his, his body around. But uh, after the first inning, he was smooth. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of been his thing for a while. But we had a great surprise. Chatwood was good. What's this guy? Chatwood was good. I told you before. Chatwood probably has some of the best stuff in baseball when he can get it together. Yeah, he's he's a good pitcher. There's a reason why they signed him. Now don't forget, they signed him before they signed either Darvish or Arietta. So they had they always had an intention of him being in the in the rotation, and with Q going out, then he was 100% in there. You
1: know? So he's really stepped up this uh, this year. It's just kind of like with the White Sox, you know, you have pitchers that are night and day. And for yeah. Chatwood, he was really bad last year. And so far, he's been really, really good this yeah. year.
2: We're talking about a very small, small sample size, but he was definitely good. But yeah, I mean, you keep moving along and you look at what Lester did. Five innings of no-hit baseball? No-hit baseball. But guess what? What happened? <laughs> Your bullpen, bro. What happened, bro? This bullpen is re Ridiculous. I don't know what is going on I don't know if they're ever gonna fix it you got Kimbrel in to who's supposed to be the anchor he's supposed to be your your closer you know and I don't know if it was I don't know but his wings are clipped bro those <sighs> wings are clipped look no beard I'm not a fan anymore <laughs> <laughs> you've gotta go that, that was that was the one thing that was holding me on was that beard man that, oh, no. that beard but I mean like look he wasn't very good in Boston nope his, his last good years his his last great years were with Atlanta Mm -hmm. He moved on to Boston. Didn't work out. We got him here. Here's the thing. If you're going to make that crazy gesture, I mean, you got to be good. Yeah. Right now, the only Cubs uh, reliever that I like that did something weird before he pitched is Rod Beck. Remember Rod Beck? Yeah, I remember Rod Beck. Rod Beck used to let his arm hang to the side like it was about to fall off. Mm -hmm. You know, that dude was a gangster. I love that dude. But, I mean, like, you know, if you're going to do one of these wacky uh, motions or whatever before you actually throw your pitch, you got to be good because all you're doing is... Is focusing, you know that that thing on yourself. Like I said before, mm-hmm. when they signed him, you had um, Schwarber in the. Uh, I think he was what in the locker room or whatever. He's motioning to someone. and What is he doing? He's yeah, dazing, he's, he's dangling the. Yeah, arm. we got him. We Here's got him. him. Hey, we got him. So everyone's excited, but guess what? He's picking up where he left off last year. You know, beard or no beard. Mm-hmm. You got to go, man. I don't know what they're gonna do with this guy.
1: In an earlier podcast I told you when you asked me who who am I going to take I told you I would take the Cubs just because of the experience for this year for this year for, for the 60 games I told you you have an experienced team you have leaders that are proven you know with Rizzo and Brian and and Hayward you have proven leadership there you've got superstars with Javi and Contreras, Contreras right so am I right so far
2: we're, you know, we record this a couple of days uh, before we release, so yeah. we're, we're sitting here on Wednesday. I'm looking at North Sides 4-1, and one, but on the South Side... Oh, boy.
1: Oh, boy. Here we go. You know, I could reverse that record, and I'd be correct. So right now, my, my, my socks, they're in last place, and I'm getting a lot of grief from all my Facebook followers. Where are the socks fans? I thought you were supposed to be good. A lot of laughing emojis. last place. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. like... Cup fans, I I love you guys, most of you guys, some of you guys I can't stand, and that's okay. It goes both ways on both sides of town. Now, the Cubs, like I said, were my pick, but my socks should be better, like everyone says. Yes, you're giving me grief, and that's what it is. So I got a couple points that, just looking at the last four or five games of what's wrong. One, Rick Renteria, what the hell are you doing with the lineup? Up and down, you're changing guys that should be in certain slots and guys that should not be in certain slots. Mm -hmm. Here's my main point with that. Nikki Delmonico should not ever, ever be higher than number seven hitter. If you've got to have him in there for defensive reasons, which he's been horrible because he's missed like two or three cutoff throws, there's no reason he should be batting fourth. Right. Why is your number one prospect batting seventh? There's no ra- no reason. The Panther. You you you're talking about Lou Bob? Lou Bob. Lou Bob. Lou Bob mm-hmm. is amazing. I don't know if you I don't know if you saw this kid hit the ball. Oh, it's ridiculous. Oh my God. And then He's in probably left, center field. He runs all the way to right and cuts off Louie Garcia mm-hmm. and catches it right in front of him. Because mm-hmm. he's like, nah, bro,
2: no, I got this. I got this. Now, that's going to be a problem because, you know, you get these guys, he's going to be, you, you, whenever you have these guys that think they can do it all, mm-hmm. it, they're going to crash into somebody, they're going to hurt, they're going to hurt themselves, you know, but you got to, you got to protect these hitters too. I mean, look at what happened with Eloy. Yep. Eloy, you know. Went after that ball in left he, field, yep. They're, they're going to have to make him, you know, you, you, he should be the full-time DH. Yes, sir. Flat out. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, what is he doing running into that wall like that? Yeah.
1: There's no reason he should be doing that. And then he's like, oh, I'm fine. You're trying to get it out. No, bro. When your first baseman sees you, mm-hmm. that you're woozy all mm-hmm. the way in left field and calls for the manager, hey, you know what? He's not good. Pull him out. Right. I mean, one, that's great leadership on Abrega's part, but two, we've we we've got to, we're trying to win the pennant here. Yep. There's no reason that you have to force yourself.
2: Well, you, And you can't do that. You have to be more responsible with your body and you have to be more responsible about the fact that recognize when you're not well so that you don't. Hurt the harm, team. You don't harm your team. You don't harm your team, your team chemistry. That yeah. you can be honest with your manager so he can set his lineup, if mm-hmm. he ever does, set his lineup correctly. Okay? You have to recognize that you're too valuable to your team to be doing something like that. Right.
1: Yeah. If, you it, know. if it's a home run, let's let it go. I mean, I know you're trying to be a superstar, but at the same time, I'd rather you let that ball hit the top of the, of the wall and it goes over than have you, you be, be out for 15 days. Right. Right. And especially in a sixty game season. season. Correct. That's a third of the season. Right. I mean a fourth of the season. All right. Let me just run through this really quick. Starting pitching cannot give up big leads early in the innings. These last couple games, you're giving up four, five runs, six runs early. That puts so much pressure on the offense. And if you're missing uh you're missing Eloy, Eloy. Yeah. and and Marza, who's supposed to be helping us out. You got two guys that are, that are missing, and you compound that with the lineup that doesn't have McCann that can hit, and then... Playing all the time, yeah. Right. And then you have Encarnacion, and you have Grandal. Like yesterday, we no Grandal and no Encarnacion for the second game. What are you doing? Yep. What are you doing? All right, let me finish this up, because I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to get in a tangent. No, you're you're good, man. All, all
2: right. right. Yeah, this is, I'll tell you what, though. Yeah. I'll give the the Sox credit on one thing as a Cubs fan. What's this? In 2019, Mm -hmm. the Sox topped the Cubs in hat sales. And like merchandising sales. Oh,
1: that's that's me. That's all me. That's you. I, yes, you
2: model the stuff. <laughs> yeah, I bought all stuff. Well, what does that tell you? That tells you that they, they do have a lot of support. They do. They Going do have back a lot of support. back from last year, mm-hmm. when when we all kind of recognize that they are, they do have the potential to be the 2015 version of the Cubs. Yes, def- you know what yeah, I mean, or, definitely, or their version, or however you want to phrase that. Well, so, they were fun to watch. List the, I mean, they were losing games, but they were fun to watch. They were fun to watch. Yeah. but now here's the thing. Now, granted, like I said, we're looking at the 15 Cubs. We're not talking about the 16 Cubs. Because no. the 16 Cubs came into the season, embraced the fact that they had target. They were the a favorites. Target. Yeah, they were the favorites they at that point. Like, you know what? Screw-. And what did they do? They went and they ran all the way through. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, the city is excited about the White Sox. They are. But, you know, you have to perform. Yeah. You have to perform. This is your put up or shut up year. And this is what I'll say. You have to at least... I- I'll give them a little bit of a break because you don't have that 162. Mm-hmm. Okay. 162, you're going to go up and down and up and down. You're going to have... You know, you're going to have a random team like the A's, who had like a 30-game win streak or whatever it was a couple of years ago. I think right. it was the A's. You're going to have that type of thing. You're going to have your ups and downs. But guess what? You don't have that much time this year. Mm-hmm. So that's why when you see the Cubs come off to a hot start when they're talking about 4-1, and one, that's, you know, what is it? It's like two and a half games per it's, game. It's 2.8, which
1: pretty much runs out to three. So right. if you lost four in a row, that's a 12-game losing streak. Right.
2: And you can equate it to that way, you know what I mean? Because that's, that's how it breaks down. But that's what it is. So now... Here's uh, something interesting that happened with your boy, lover boy, lover boy, Michael Kopech. uh, He opted out, right?
1: Yeah, he opted out. He said, I don't want to play this year.
2: Now, we talked about that last time. Is it because he's worried about his his arm not being healthy? Is it he's worried about COVID? Or is it the fact that he married a super hot lady and now they're getting a divorce? Oh, boy. And she's pregnant. Oh, boy. And there was a lot of rumors out there that... Ain't your baby. Oh, no. Yeah. But she did come out and say, no, it's his. It's his. So, I mean, look.
1: Sounds like a Maury show.
2: <laughs> look, here, here's the thing. The kid had a lot of stuff going on. You mm-hmm. got the arm. You know, even when they came out and says, well, is it, is it mental issues? Is it mental health? You could count this as a mental issue if mm-hmm. something's going on and something's in the back of his head. Because, look, hey, what did Zobris do? He took off what was it? He took off a whole. It's big about 85
1: percent of the season, <laughs> right? Because right? he got the voice okay, I got to right? work
2: on my marriage from his creepy wife. His that yeah. lady was terrifying. My brother met her in the stands and he took a selfie just to send it to me. I mean, I had friends that would like find her Instagram post and send it to me, and, and I mean, like it kept me up some nights. You know, just creepy. She she is, uh, Yeah.
1: All right, let's wrap this up with the socks. A uh, couple things. My last two points here. 60-game season, Grandal and Grand Arcion shouldn't be both sitting on the lineup, all right? Mm-hmm. Those are those are your guys that you paid a lot of money for, and you need their bats. Sox should have different catches for different pitches, man. I mean, Eddie talked about this. We text each other because, you know, we're baseball nuts. But Giolito, Cease, and Rodan should be McCann's guys. Mm-hmm. Those those are the guys that McCann's worked with for a year or two, and um, they have the chemistry. Yeah. I mean, he's built them up, and they've gone to the All-Star game, Giolito and McCann last year. Those those should be his pitchers. Uh, Grandel's side, granted. Give him the new guys. Mm -hmm. And then when he's not catching, have him DH. And have Encarnacion take a day off here and there. Let him rest. That's okay. We don't need him every day. Last thing, Madrigal, Madrigal, Madrigal needs to be here ASAP. Mm -hmm. This second baseman. Lurie Garcia is not an everyday player. He is a platoon player that you can put in there. A left field, maybe for you know, an inning or two at the end of the game, or at second base for any you know, inning or two at the end of the game. He is not a starting quality player.
2: Here's the thing that doesn't make sense though we're not talking about a season where you're gonna have minor leagues, so it's not like, oh, we sent him down so we could get some more at bats. No, you're basically just sitting around, no. you know what I mean? You could get in the cage, you could hit, you could practice however you want, you are not playing. It's useless. Mm-hmm. Get him on the squad, get him in there, and let's see what he can do. Otherwise, this is just a waste of time. It is. You know, and and it could be something where, like I said, where they're, you know, biding time, trying to see what, what else do they already have. That's who's ready. Let's see what they can do, so on and so forth. But, I mean, you're kind of wasting time here, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Lastly, to wrap up this local segment, yeah. uh, let's do a little bit of bears here. You know, we have a lot of players in the NFL opting out. And one that we know for sure that's not going to do too well for us is the fact that Eddie Goldman has opted out. That's your heart and soul, the offensive line, right? Uh, defense. Defensive line. I'm sorry. D- defense. Defensive line. Now, you take away you take him away from a defense that is very good. But mm-hmm. he played, I think, over 40% of the stats uh, on defense last year. You know, you you brought in Quinn. You're gonna have a strong defense regardless. Mm-hmm. But when your defense is the strongest part of your team, you want to lose anybody. They just re-signed Goldman to a longer contract. He's I think twenty-four or twenty-six. He's he's a young guy. He's he's not an older older player by any means. Okay, but I mean that is a big blow to your to your uh, to your defense there. Uh, Bears got rid of uh, Mr. Shaheen. They did. They did. Um, Baby Gronk is no more in Chicago. He got shipped off. Why did he even get that nickname? Well, I mean, you know, we're looking at what he did in college, and he's a big, tall, white guy. I mean, that's really what it came down to. Um, the Bears got a conditional six-round pick. In exchange for, for Shaheen, they took Shaheen number 45 overall three years ago. Uh, at least they got something for him. It, well, they, they had something, but I mean, like, you know, and and I feel like a lot of these GMs, especially Pace, is much better on the later rounds than he is yes. in, the, in the beginning yeah, rounds. Yeah, anything from th- the third round down, he's great. Yeah. First oh, two
1: rounds, he's not that great.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, we already knew that Shaheen was on his way out when they drafted Cole Komet mm-hmm. and they brought in Jimmy Graham. Mm -hmm. So we kind of knew Shaquem was gone, and he seemed to be pretty fragile, too. When he did get the ball, he would fall down. Yes, sir. He he never got any yak. He was just a a guy that really didn't do much when he did actually catch the ball. So I don't know, man. The last thing about the Bears is that Nagy came out and said that there is an open competition for the starting quarterback. job. How? There's no preseason games. How? Hey. Are we going to start one guy in the first half and the other guy in the second half? Is that what we're doing? Guess what? I've never worn a visor in my life, so I can't tell you what's going on in that man's head. I've never done it. I won't ever do it. I mean, granted, I'm going bald, but I don't need that that uh, that solar panel to be exposed to the sun any more than it is. Nagy himself says we believe it's going to play itself out and it's going to be uh, completely open. So that's going to be an interesting uh, development. We'll see what happens. You know, is Trubisky going to take it because he's already familiar or is Foles going to take it because the coaches know him? You know, mm-hmm. like I said before. All he has to do is not mess up. Let the defense do their job. Come out there. Do your thing. You know, throw the pill. Don't throw the pill when you don't need to. Yeah. And just do your job. You know, just don't, don't run do not anything st- stupid. Ball. Well, that's
1: that true. That You've too. got to run the ball for now, time of possession and give your defense a rest.
2: Now, here's the thing. The Bears already lost. One of their rookies. I don't even know this guy's name. It was an undrafted free agent who they lost, and is going to be on the COVID list, the, mm-hmm. un, the non-football injury COVID list. Right. Okay, you still have really good players out there, running backs that are sitting there waiting for someone to call them. Mm-hmm. You got Devonte Freeman from the Falcons, and you have Lamar Millers Who's out? Who's out there? There are players. Sign one of these guys. Yes. Sign one of these guys that's been in the league that has experience that has. Plenty of tread left. Okay, oh, yeah. The Falcons did really well when they had Freeman and they had um, Tevin Coleman, or I think Tevin Coleman, yeah. together as a tandem. They let Coleman go over to San Francisco, okay? And they let go of Freeman because they got Gurley. Right. There's a reason why he's he's in the league, but why is he not signed? There's no reason the Bears shouldn't take a stab at this guy. Why not? It's ridiculous. It's, it's only going to be a win-win. Go ahead. So there is a... Uh, One last bit of news that actually broke today, uh, Wednesday. Today is the 29th. Governor Pritzker says that his his administration is restricting youth and adult rec sports in Illinois, including IHSA and IESA, travel leagues, and park district programs. Okay? What that means, we're talking no high school sports. Okay, or at least restriction, restriction of high school sports, restriction of rec league sports, restriction of park district programs. Okay, and travel leagues. Now these are the leagues that my daughter plays in, Mm -hmm. my friends' kids play in: basketball, football, uh, softball, like we do baseball. We're already playing shortened seasons. We're already playing. We're at least for my team. We got a a 12U softball team. We're not even playing a, a schedule. We're not playing anything. All we're doing is going back and forth, and doing our scrimmages and things like that. So, we were hoping to do some fall ball. Mm, no, not gonna happen. But the, the the on the on the boys side, they're already playing baseball. They have a regular season. So yeah, this, I on, mean,
1: I mean, I mean, besides that, you have your your high school players again that are probably going to be seniors. They're going to miss out on their their season. IESA, that's elementary school. So those kids are not going to get the reps they need. So by the time they get to high school, they're not going to be as good. You got travel leagues, like you just talked about, and then the park district programs. Does that even include, like, the beer leagues, too? Like, you just
2: say, oh, no more softball beer leagues? And no no more, more no more squish ball? Yeah, no more squish ball. Yeah. yeah. Look, I don't know. I, don't think, I think we're going to get more details on this going forward. But the thing is, is that, you know, this is disappointing for a lot of kids out there. This yes. is, if they can't play at all, if they can't at least do it in the spring, there's going to be a lot of kids out there that are not going to get their scholarships that they should have been getting for college. And that's going to hurt a lot. Yep. Okay.
1: All right, everybody. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back with more TCSF, the podcast, with E-Rock and Big Z. Hey, guys. Welcome back to True Chicago Sports Fans, the podcast, with your host, E-Rock and Big Z. Yo, E, you like wings?
2: I mean, like... You mean like chicken wings? Chicken wings, bro. Chicken wings are great. Yeah, how far would you go for some good chicken wings? Um, I go pretty far. I don't know if I would go to Atlanta, uh, <laughs> like Lou Williams did.
1: Oh boy! So Lou Williams goes to quote unquote a strip club in Atlanta for some wings.
2: What? And I think this was after a funeral. That's the story. They they said that he had a family funeral. Um, afterwards. He went to Magic City. Oh boy, which is supposed to be this nightclub that happens to have strippers there. And uh, I was just kind of looking on Facebook, and I saw someone did post the plate, an, uh, the plate of yes. those wings. They look pretty good. There. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, some. Hey, look, some guys are breast men. Some guys that like thighs. Dyes. Some guys like wings. I yeah. mean, that's just what it is, you know. I mean, I mean it's kind of like the uh, what would you do for a Klondike bar? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> would you go? Would you leave the bubble and go all the way to Atlanta? No, man. No. 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 But again, if they said it was after a funeral and he was already out anyway, he could have been like, you know what? Screw it. I'm already out. Right. Might He's already as well. out. Yeah. Might as well go and, and get these wings. I mean. To be fair, Magic City is pretty popular. Mm -hmm. Uh, We see a lot of guys go there. Drake's been there. I'm sure every rapper ever has been there because it's a big place in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be just, like I said, a giant nightclub that happens to have strippers there. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: So I guess that's the excuse. But uh, what you have right now is when you look at the two LA teams, you have the Lakers who are going to be in full effect. It looks like they haven't uh, slowed down at all. They've been pretty consistent in what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And you got the Clips who got Lou Williams. Leaving the bubble, you know, you got Kawhi doesn't seem to be quite himself, you know. So, I mean, this is going to be interesting. We'll see what happens. You know, that that bubble is supposed to keep you safe. But, you know, when you're out there doing silly stuff, leaving to go get some takeout and, you know, the stuff that's, I don't know, man. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of stories talking about contradicting
1: each other in sports. You know, like a baseball with no bubble. You got the NBA, you got the NHL mm-hmm. with, with their actual bubbles and a lot less cases, if you want to talk about cases and bubbles, how about those Marlins?
2: Ugh. Ugh. So we're talking about like half the team. There was 17. It was up to 17, 17 today. 17 total. 15 yeah. players plus two coaches tested positive for COVID. Now here's the problem. Players tested positive before the Phillies game and still played after coming to agreement through a group text. A group text. Right, I think wasn't one of the players in charge and not the manager
1: in charge of all
2: this. Yeah, it seems to be that's the case And uh, so what happened now they suspended their games Mm -hmm. uh, Through the end of this week correct and they suspended both the Marlins and the Phillies through the end of the week Okay, now the thing is is that The whole idea of this social distancing no fans Keeping everyone safe is to keep everyone safe. You know what I mean? It's interesting when you actually watch these games because you see some players wearing a mask on the field. Yes. You see some coaches wearing the mask on the field. Mm-hmm. You see some managers wearing it. And you see a lot that don't. Yep. So it kind of defeats the purpose, doesn't it? I mean,
1: that it should be one of the mandated rules. Like, if you are in proximity of somebody, you should have a mask on. So, for example, you got KB or you got Abreu, and they mm-hmm. play first base. Now, there's nobody on first base. No reason to wear a mask, or even pull up the the, the sleeve that goes over, you know, mm-hmm. the, that stretchable sleeve that they can put over the face. Yeah. But once someone comes up to first base, I'm putting the sleeve on. Slide it up. Yeah. And 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 if you're gonna be like KB, hey bro, here's some uh, hand sanitizer.
2: I think Rizzo is, is going to start wearing the mask, or at least he said he was. Oh, I'm sorry, Rizzo, not KB. Yeah, sorry. R- Rizzo said that he's going to start wearing the mask uh, on first base. Mm-hmm. But I, because I, I, For the most part. Now, the, the funny thing is, is that I saw a couple times when someone would get a hit and they're rounding third or they get a home run. You'd see the third base coach stick out his hand, and right when he's about to high-five, he kind of pulls it back, like right. we used to do in middle school. Like, yeah. ah, psych! Yeah, exactly. Psych! But then uh, I was watching the Reds, and they actually high-fived, or the yeah. low-five, or whatever they want to do. So, I mean, look. Oh, I think he, Frank Kona, too. Like, he hugged one of his players.
1: He had his mask on the entire game, but you're still hugging. I mean, it's
2: hard. It's so hard because you've been accustomed to do that since you were a little kid. Right. Right. So now let me let me ask you a question. Sure. Do you think that the MLB is going to make it through the season? Mm-hmm. If
1: they have another outbreak? No. Now, here's the thing. If this would have happened to the Dodgers, the Yankees, mm-hmm. we would have a totally different narrative right mm-hmm. now. But Because it's the Marlins. It was a crappy team. They don't have attendance numbers as it is. They have a crappy team. They don't have a chance in hell of making to the postseason. So I think it'd be a different narrative, narrative. Now, if you lost Aaron Judge or you lost, you know, uh, Stanton. Stanton or Mookie Betts, yeah. you would have a different narrative. It would be a bigger
2: story. What what this is causing is you're going to cause a shift in the, um, the the dynamic of the natural mm-hmm. competition okay the the competitive edge or the competitive fairness or however you want to word that i know there's a certain phrase that i'm not recalling right now but what you're doing is you're changing the 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 way that the competition should be going and that that could be a problem but again like you said if you have one of these better teams one of these better players test positive where they can't play your narrative is completely different i mean that that could be definitely that could definitely be a problem but Let me ask you this. Do Mm -hmm. you think that they should have at least tried a bubble format?
1: I think so. Now, what I was thinking with the bubble format is that you have three or four locations as different bubbles. So everybody on the East Coast is going to play each other in a certain location that is not a hotspot. So uh, definitely not Florida. Um, So the other one would be somewhere in the Central, uh, maybe even Chicago, maybe Minnesota, something like that. Another bubble there for the entire Central and then on the West Coast have another location that is not a hotspot. I know California and, and mm-hmm. a lot of the states in the West Coast are, are really high right now as far as the uh, COVID cases. Well, but having three or four bubbles where they can just centralize these players. I know it's 60 games, probably mm-hmm. even more if you get into the playoffs, and they're away from their families. But your 60 games, you're getting paid. Most of them are getting paid millions of dollars. A lot of them are not. I understand that. But you're getting paid to play a sport, and – if you're playing 162, you'd be away for pretty much that amount of time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I well,
2: at least have half, right. half half away, right. half
1: at home, yeah. Right. But it's 81 games. Right. So, if you're playing 60, what's the issue? Yeah.
2: I mean, well, you, the issue is that you have no time at all. You have no home time at all. Mm-hmm. That's the issue. Is there's a difference between when you when you're playing your regular season, you're home and away, home and away, you can you alternate that. When you're just saying, oh, I'm going to be gone for sixty straight, sixty six or sixty games in sixty six days. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about a couple months without seeing your family. And if you won't make it to the postseason, now you're stuck there. What if you get COVID? Now you're you're gone from your family, oh, regardless, oh, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So you can't play both sides of the card. I think this is more of a money issue. The thing is, is that when they were talking about doing the bubble, they were talking about Arizona. Nope, can't do it there because you had you had Arizona and Florida is where you do your spring training. Okay, right. But you tried you ever been in Arizona and tried playing at noon? That's not. That's not the issue. The issue is that Arizona and Florida, where most of your spring uh, spring training takes place, mm-hmm. those are your hotspots. Yeah, California is a hotspot. Yep. So you would be looking at maybe what Atlanta? What well, Georgia is a hotspot too. Is it? Yeah. The same as Florida. Not as bad as Florida, no, but they so were I mean, they were before Florida. That's why. Okay, but if Florida is a hotspot, NBA can pull it off. Yeah. Okay. I know, now we're talking about a much smaller operation because in NBA, they're basically doing like a, a Final Four tournament style. They're mm-hmm. doing yeah, an, a bunch SC, of courts. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got your, your one, your, your couple of courts that everyone's playing on. You're doing your, your tournament style. That's what, it, that's what it feels like to me, at least. But you could have, I, I would say maybe you're looking at Atlanta. You couldn't use Texas. So that's another hot spot mm-hmm. for a bunch of crazy people who just don't care. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I said maybe you could look at Atlanta. Okay. You could have looked at somewhere like Colorado. Colorado, okay. Nebraska. Rocky, Rockies have a stadium. Well, you, you need somewhere where they can have a major league park. Okay. Okay. But the thing is too is that you gotta remember that when you build your team, mm-hmm. uh Major League Baseball is the only one whose parks change from city to city. So your dimensions are different. Yep. You know, that's that's the thing that you have to look at. You're gonna have a difference between um your dimensions, you your home field your, advantage, right? Right. You you build your team based on your field. Mm-hmm. So if your players who you've been playing, you've had for years, are used to, okay, this is where the warning track is. This is where, yes, uh, you know, my... Yes.
1: It'd be sloppy baseball for a while.
2: Yeah, and, and when you're talking about sloppy baseball in a 60-game season, that's, yeah. that's 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 a problem. Yeah, good um, point, good point. So, we did have a lot of NFL players opt out already. Half the Pats opted out, you know what I mean? Like, you're talking about a lot of, uh, a lot of defensive players on the Pats. I want to say... You're looking at quite a few receivers along around the league uh, opting out as well. Not good for Cam. No, well, it's not, it's not good for Cam. It's not good for the league. There was a few players in the NFL that opted out already. The thing is is that we're looking at a season that hasn't even started. We're just now starting to get into our off-season workouts and everything like that. So what they're getting, I want to say it's about $150,000 if it's not health-related. Mm-hmm. So let's say you had an $8 million contract. You get 150000 and that's your stipend, or however they're they're calling it. But I think what they're doing is they're saying that it will get taken out of your salary the following year. Okay. You know, it, it's it's different when you have like the young guys versus the old guys. You know, it just depends because you got to remember in, in football, most of these guys are not making nothing. They're mm-hmm. not, not making anything at all. So that's that's the trick of it. One last thing I did want to mention though is that uh, before the Red Series, when the when the Cubs were on their way to Cincinnati, okay, Rizzo texted. Choi Fado and said, hey, man, I know you guys had some issues with your tests. What's going on there? Mm -hmm. So at least we know that these guys are at least being a little bit more serious about what's going on. Yeah. You know, Rizzo is being um, cautious. Well, Rizzo has, you know, a really good reason to be extra cautious. Absolutely. Absolutely. And And that was the thing, too, is that I have a couple of friends that survived cancer. And I says, you know, I think they're just you can't live scared. No. You know, you can't live scared. They've already kind of been through one of the worst experiences of their life. They've been through. Their cancer treatments and all that stuff. So I mean, I think they are they have a little bit different outlook on life. Mm-hmm. You know, your your YOLO kind of comes into effect. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we're like, you know, getting hurt or not feeling that great, you might be a little bit more cautious as far as like your your health. But if you get hurt a little bit, you're like, eh, no big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, I cut my hand. Okay, you know, I'm not dead. <laughs> um, so let's uh, let's kind of circle back around to a little bit of uh, national NFL news. Yeah, uh, we had a trade. Yeah, a big we had one.
1: A Big trade. Uh, Jamal Adams was traded to the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Uh, what so, do you think, man?
2: Look, uh, so the Seahawks requ- uh, acquired uh, Adams for a 2022 fourth round pick from the Jets. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Seahawks acquired safety Jamal Adams and a 2022 fourth round pick from the Jets. For Not safety, in, yep. in exchange for safety, Bradley McDougal, and two first round, 2021 and 2022 first round picks, and a 2021 third round pick, that is huge. I mean, this is this is on the scale of uh Khalil Mack. I mean, that's a lot of a picks.
1: That's a lot of picks to give up. Yes, and a player. Well, you did a, you did a pick swap.
2: Yeah. Okay. So you you swapped. Fourth, you got, you, you got the player third, third and fourth, right? Right. So you you swapped uh, a pick from the the next draft in the fourth round and um, got the player. Look, it's a huge trade. The Seahawks are going back all in, I guess, because they're trying to do whatever they can. You, Russell Wilson's not going to be there forever. Mm-hmm. Pete Carroll is surprisingly the oldest coach in the league. No matter when you see him chomping that gum, you think he's like fourteen. He's just like a you know a young guy with like white hair. Big and big chew. Yeah, yeah, and he's chomping on that gum. I'm, I'm shocked. His dentures haven't come out yet. You know, just like that, that chomp. He looks like those teeth, those wind up teeth you put in yeah, your desk. he's got some gorilla teeth. glue on them. Oh, it's ridiculous. But I mean, you know, uh, they're they're a good team. After seeing the 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 Niners go to the Super Bowl last year, mm-hmm. they're like, hey, bring them in. And and look, the Legion of Boom is no more. Right. Okay? All those guys are all gone. They're all gone. You know, when you look at how good that defense is, and and how how different that team looks they're bringing in a really good really talented player and they're going for it. Like we said before, 50% of these first round picks never pan out. Mm-hmm. So if they get two picks, uh if, if the Jets get two picks, <laughs> Jets really need two picks. They they need they need two picks. But if they get two picks and one of them pans out, good for you. That's your 50%. If and you one of them pans out
1: and you have control for for about 3 to 4 years right. at a way cheaper rate than what Jamal Adams is going to make.
2: Yeah, so I mean, you know, look it was gonna happen. A mm-hmm. lot of times, you see what the what happens is these guys ask for trade, they demand a trade, they want a trade, they don't get the trade. It happened. You know, hopefully, he's happy where he went. Um, you know, you got a team that's viable. That's the problem is that when you get these really good players on really crappy teams, they get fed up with that. They're like, "Hey, I'm worth more than." They're what? not
1: used to losing. They're they're like, they're used to being the alpha dog on their high school team, and then in college, mm-hmm. like being the number one receiver or being the number one cornerback or safety whatever they are. And then they get to Cleveland <laughs> or to the Jets or Cincinnati. Or the Bears. Oh, oh. Well, I didn't
2: want I to I go. Who I said that? I didn't say that. I think there's a there's ghost like, in here. There, yeah, I, I, that wasn't me, man. <laughs> I promise. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's that. That's the thing. You know, You're, you you got these teams that are hungry for defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. They, they have good players on that team. Um, so, you know, they're just trying to shore it up. I'm very interested in seeing what they're what they're going to do in Seattle. I definitely like Russell Wilson. It's an interesting story. You see a smaller guy seeing what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and, and he's been good for that team. They won the sh- they won the ship. They went to another one where they stupidly passed the ball instead of rushing it and the Pats got another free Super Bowl. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the in this upcoming season. There was a last bit of thing that came out where someone asked Aaron Rodgers about uh his tenure in, uh, in Green In Green Bay, Bay yeah. It, it looks like
1: it <laughs> might be coming to an end pretty soon, just mm-hmm. similar to the Favre thing. Now, I mean, similar in that you have a veteran quarterback and you drafted a young guy who's pretty good that in, in about a year or two, he will be starting for that team. Difference is that Favre was, you know, I'm going to retire. I'm not going to retire. Mm-hmm. I'm going to retire. I'm not going to retire. Now, you still have Aaron Rodgers at the top of his game. He's got about one more year left to control. And he was asked uh, if... He would come to the rival Bears. Now he didn't dismiss it. No, he laughed it off. But I mean, talk about sticking it to the Packers if he comes to the Bears.
2: <sighs> Do I like him? No, because he's a Packer. But it feels dirty. <laughs> it feels. It would. If let me tell you something. Would still it still feels dirty if you won the championship. Kinda, yeah. Kinda. <laughs> a little I tainted. Mean, a little really, tainted. Yeah. I mean, like it. It. it I mean, think about it. I mean, it, it'd be like Pujols on, on the Cubs and then winning the World Series because he was the best player. You know, I mean, like, look, don't get me wrong. Like, Rogers is a great player. He's an all-time great, if you want to look at it that way. He's He, he definitely should have won more than one Super Bowl, but so should Favre, you yeah.
1: know. Yeah, they both
2: got one. Right. So, I mean, like, you know, am I going to put him, like, the one thing I'll say about, about Rogers is you have your accuracy and your timing, and he just finds a way to get out of the pocket. You know, but guess what? The Bears broke his collarbone not once, but twice. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Cor- Corey Wooten from Northwestern was one of the ones that does that that did it. Um, no, I think he he ended Favre's career in Minnesota. I think that's what it was. Okay, but but yeah, the Bears Bears broke his collarbone uh, a, a couple, couple of times. times. So I mean, hey, would I like it? I I don't know. I don't know. I guess seeing is believing, but. Uh,
1: I mean, we've had other other uh, players come to Chicago from yeah. rival teams, you know, but had... not
2: from the Packers. No, that's different.
1: Usually, we had we send our players up to Green Bay so they can retire.
2: Right, right, yeah, or yeah, you know, or they just go up there to steal some money. Yeah, I uh, was okay when when McMahon did that. Right, and I want to say um, peppers. Peppers, well, peppers, peppers still had some good good years. You yeah, know, he did. and you know, because we we gave him a truckload of money to get him away from uh, carolina but he had some some good years left Mm -hmm. um i don't i don't count jimmy graham because he's a shell of his former self right um but i don't know i just i kind of feel icky thinking about it man i'm gonna be honest (laughs) with you
1: (laughs) all right everybody we're gonna take a pause for the cause
2: and when we come back we'll have a brand new song by our very own jay soto welcome back to tcsf pod now for your listening pleasure Let me introduce a brand new joint by our very own Jay Soto. Let the games begin. Baseball's back. The
0: 2020 season has arrived. It's time to swing for the fences, forget the high fives. Baseball's back in a whole new way. Only 60 games, no time to really play. DH in the NL, DH in the A. Hometown teams, now we get to really play. South, away is really home, now we get to see who really on the throne, Cubs to the socks, yanks to the Mets, Dodgers and the Angels, rookies to the vets, rep your favorite teams, bats to the masks, in the league play, what you think about that, a new way to play, it's a new way to watch, the day has arisen, the world all stopped, and we can't wait till we hit that first pop, opening days on the
1: Hey, let the games begin! By Jay Soto, our producer, just came up with that, put it together, shared it with us, and I'm guess what? I'm ready f- to play myself.
2: <laughs> <laughs> give me your bag, give me a ball. Let's go, let's go. Yeah, we're not running the first though. No, no, I'm not, no, I'm not running it at all. I'm not running it at all. I already got a fake cap, I don't need to be running. Yeah, uh, baseball's back. Let the games begin. Produced by All-Rounder, written and performed by Jay Soto. That was dope. All right. So we got one little one little thing we got to take care of, man. What do we gotta take care of. We gotta take care of our stirring the pot. Oh, stirring the pot! Get my cabbage stirring the patch pot. patch Get... All right. So last week we did food, right? Yeah, we did. We did food. Guess what we're gonna do this week? Uh, I don't. Know. Well, it's not baseball teams. No, They're it's not gonna much. be food, man. It's gonna be food. Oh, man. we did food again. We're gonna. Be... So here's a question for you. Sure. What's a staple food that you eat at a ballpark? Hot dogs. Hot dogs. Hot oh, dogs. Boy. So here's a question. No ketchup, bro. No ketchup. No, come on. <laughs> Stop that. Stop that mess. Never. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Oh, boy.
1: I feel like I'm being set up on this one. So, this, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. here I go. Here's, my logic is it's got to be a sandwich. You got two pieces of bread encompassing a piece of meat. I mean, it's it, one piece of bread.
2: It's one piece of bread, man.
1: Right, because it's folded open. So, yeah. So wait, to your logic, one piece of bread, right? <laughs> you get a French bread, right? You go to Subway, you go to Jimmy John's, you haven't cut it open. They cut it open, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. still one piece of bread. It's still a sandwich. Uh, I mean, I think I got you on this one.
2: Maybe I mean, look, look. <laughs> yes, is is a taco a sandwich? Nope. Why? Because it's not bread. What, okay, but it's a form of bread. That's no, not. Yeah, of course, it's it not a bread. It's of course, a tortilla. Is it, is it, okay, is it a Euro a sandwich? Yes, because that's pita bread. Oh, pita bread, but it's still a pita. You call it pita, but look at what it it's is. It's bread, though. It's so baked. It, it's it, baked. Okay, well, what is a tortilla?
1: Not baked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't bake my
2: tortillas to cook them. No, 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 no. I mean, but the, the concept is, is similar. I'll say this. Yeah, hot dog's a sandwich, man. All right. I I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it. Yeah, hot dog's a sandwich, you, however you want to put it. I mean, it's, it's bread and meat. You know, it's a sandwich. It's, it's it's the very definition of a sandwich. Guess what? You know what else is a sandwich? A hamburger. Yes, it is. I mean, come on. What? I've heard people argue it's not. Oh, my God. I'm like, okay, take out that take out that beef, put in a piece of chicken. What do you call it? You chicken sandwich. Yeah, you don't call it a chicken burger. <laughs> it's a chicken sandwich, all right? <laughs> <laughs> all right,
1: so I'm going to throw it back at you. You live over here on the north side, northwest side, mm-hmm. and you've got a pretty good hot dog place by you. Mm-hmm. I mean, people travel... To come get a hot dog from you. You, you talking about Gene and Jude's? I am talking about Gene and Jude's. Gene and Jude's? Gene and Jude's. Okay. All right. And then I live more towards the west side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I got a little spot by me. Mm-hmm. A little, maybe a little uh, a little bit shady sometimes, depending what <laughs> time of the night you go. But you know you know what kind of sandwich you're getting when the when the grease from the fries are mm-hmm. uh, making your bag transparent. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we got Jimmy's and mm-hmm. we got Gene and Jude's. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to stir the pot. Okay. Which one are you
2: getting? Oh, I don't care same here's here's my problem. Yeah. You know, you know what makes the two places different number one Gene and Jews is not a Chicago style hot dog. Okay. Gene and Jews is what's called a depression dog. Oh, okay? It doesn't have all the regular Chicago style toppings on it. Uh-huh. It's still a good hot dog. Okay. okay? The fries are are, are uh, Homemade they're French fresh cut fries uh-huh. fine. That's that's fine. Okay. Same thing with Jimmy's. Yeah, there's not much difference People that argue over hot dogs in Chicago drive me insane because every place is pretty much using the same Vienna beef hot dogs. Yes, sir. You're not doing anything different to these hot dogs. Right. Stop arguing about the stupid hot dog. You know which place is your is your favorite place? Which one? The place that you have nostalgia. Yeah. The place that you grew up in. That's the true. The place your parents took you to after a game, before a game, where after your Little League. Whatever it is, the place that was in your hood, that's your favorite place. Yeah. So, you can say, "Well, the fries are better here," and, and that—that's fine. It's attached to your preference. It's some feeling. It's the same thing. Yes. It's the same thing. So stop it. All right. <laughs> Jimmy's is cool, and Gene and Juice is cool. Yes, it is. You could call whatever Super Dog is cool. Okay. Yeah. Super Dog got a big fat hot dog. That's that's the way I call it. Super Dog. Hey. But. <laughs> <laughs> and glowing red eyes. But but guess what? I don't even get a, I don't even get a hot dog at Super Dog. I go get a burger because the burgers are great. Yeah, well, uh, DePaul has a good spot too. Uh, uh, devil dogs. Yeah, devil dogs. Yeah. Well, the, is it devil dogs? Or Demon dogs. Demon dogs. Demon yeah. dogs. Yes. But, I, but the one that was under the tracks is gone. Yes. Because I moved. Because moved half of DePaul around. But look, guys, it's all the same Vienna beef dog we've been eating our whole life. It's not that much different. You can have your preference just because you like one spot over the other. But the hot dog itself. It's tastes the exactly same, same thing, <laughs> y'all. Stop arguing about it. All right, y'all. Uh, we're coming to the end of the show. I do want to give a shout-out to Ronesh for letting us use the beat that we use for our intro song. Uh, Another shout-out to our producer, Jay Soto, for the lyrics of our intro song and putting it all together. Uh, Shout-out to the All Net podcast. Catch them every uh, other Monday opposite of ours. Also, check out the brand-new Northside Dugout every week with Ideal Throw MC. Shout-out to our producer, Jay Soto, again. Check us out at our social media. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and reach out to us on our email, TrueChicagoSportsFans at gmail.com. Biggest shout-out is to our fans. Keep listening, sharing, and subscribing. I
1: know you guys are, are listening because we're getting personal feedback. I love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you,
2: thank you. Absolutely, man. You guys have been great. Please give us a shout-out on on all of our platforms. Keep listening. Again, TrueChicagoSportsFans at gmail.com. And uh, lastly, I want to acknowledge my boy Mike One. Mike One left us three years ago this week. We love you. We miss you. And your presence is felt all the time. All right, y'all. For Big Z, this is E-Rock. And until next time, be good to each other. For the love of sports.